Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Today, I have Rajesh Kejriwal with us on Audio Gyan. Rajesh is a founder, CEO of Curious Group, and a global director at Safran. a brand consultancy founded by Wally Ollins and Jacob Benbunan Rajesh is a regular speaker at industry forums panels and jury sessions at various festivals and awards he started a platform to fuel a design movement in india curious design yatra hosted and curated by him it is now india's largest design conference and has been rated as best curated annual conferences in the world since 2013 Today we are here to document Design Yatra as a case study and what has gone behind the scene in the last twelve years. So thank you, Rajesh, for giving your time, and it's a real, real honor to have you on Audio Gyan. Thank you so much, Kedar, and thank you so much, Audio Gyan audience in advance. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, I've come up uh, with like few questions, and the main idea is to just document Design Yatra as a case study. Uh, it's it's a uh, twelve year. old uh, legacy and and what what has gone behind it so so if you can like i'm sure you must have answered this this question thousand times but uh, just for our listeners if you can set context uh, um, like how was design yatra conceived and what made you conceive uh, it uh, and also like how did the name design yatra come about okay uh first of all it's not 12 years we've completed 14 years this should have been our 15th year so oh, wow. we started in 2006 now how did the design yatra get conceived uh you have to understand my primary business has been specialty paper for commercial printing and what we did as a paper merchant we changed the game in india and uh, quite a bit globally by targeting designers to be the specifiers of paper and not going directly after dealers or printers so designers for me became a, became a very key audience when we started in 2000 from 2000 to 2004 i built my network of designers met them became friends with them and i understood two things number one if i had to stay ahead of the game i had to be friend friends with them two i had to be beyond a vendor i could not just be a vendor to them i had to be a friend and by 2005 i also had competitors coming in who did the same thing that every boring paper merchant did they gave away one calendar they gave away one swatch one designer piece met the designers etc they followed my model and i said okay how can i do two things one is how can i convert my relation from being a vendor to being a friend and how can i give back to the society or how can i help evolve design in india and that's when i said okay, let me start something called a forum where we gather designers get them to meet their heroes and that's how design yatra came along it was started more or less as a marketing promotion exercise but started as a non profit uh, by a non profit organization and and what's the story behind like design yatra as a word then i think i think uh, much like the word curious where i have been very 
fear that there must be an element of India and there must be an element. I mean, English is the given language, uh, common language that everybody understands. But I did want India to also be represented. So if you see curious, it's made of the word cue and curious. You mix cue and curious and you get curious, which phonetically still sounds curious. Similarly, I wanted to map the journey of design in India, and hence that word came across, Design Yatra, actually given to me by a great friend of mine, Sonia Manchandana from Bangalore. Mm, wow, interesting. <laughs> and and uh, so, yeah, I mean, even I curate uh, and uh, try and document these people, but I generally wanted to understand your uh, perspective because you've been doing it for many years. So what, according to you, is the importance of these design events or gatherings or even documentation of these things uh, apart from like i understand there's a primary need of empowering creatives to showcase their work and also uh, fellow designers to get inspired to know what's happening in the world and stuff like that but are there any other parameters uh, uh, on which these events uh, hold value I think the first one, uh, Kedar, where you say showcase the work, that was relevant, I think, about till about 10 years back. So between 2006 that we started and 2010, you would see hmm. a lot of designers come and the primary out of 40 minutes of their talk or 45 minutes of their talk, 40 minutes, 35 minutes would be about showcasing all their work, etc., etc. But after the digital medium became, I mean, internet became a given thing, you don't need to go to a conference to see the work because it's all there anyway. And most of the work that I've seen before. So I think today the importance of design conferences is not about showcasing the work. It is about what happened behind the scene while doing that work. So it's more about insights, what went behind the thinking of that, how did that come across, uh, that's one part. The other in, uh, important thing, importance of design conferences or any conferences are inspirations, networking. They are the given. What we aim at Design Yatra to do differently is to give them, give the audience a peek into the future, uh, staying in sync with today's and future current trends and future trends, and expand your professional network. It's a good excuse to get mm. away, meet friends, make friends, make new friends. And you have to know that at the end of that, positive energy promotes creativity. So for us, it's all about how can we make it about positive energy. So great conferences motivate you to learn more, reinvent yourself, to help that 10% difference to create award-winning designs and be the best you can be. Mm, it's so true. It's, it's very, uh, like honest of you to be direct about it uh, yes it's it's a nice way to gather people around have networking and also get inspired so yeah that's that's uh, that's like you have like directly touched the the core of it um and then how do you decide on like each year's theme i mean uh, right from starting from like design empowers business uh, which was the theme in 2007 i believe uh, to uh, on the contrary, uh, in 2019, uh, so which I, I attended personally as well. So how are these themes uh, thought through? Or how are these themes, how do these themes emerge also? 
I mean, uh, every theme is, uh, you know, there's a lot of research that goes behind this also, uh, but it's not yeah. a rocket science. I mean, you look at current trends, you look at what's happening, you look at gaps that are there, and then you say, okay, what is it that this year the designers must embrace? And what is it that can make that conference very different from another conference? And hmm. then you focus, and it also, the theme also helps you focus on the speakers because eventually you must have a message that that audience takes away from there. Before the conference, during the conference, post the conference. So I think it gives you a little more uh, broad, it, it helps you narrow the focus down to that year. But it mm. all happens a lot more in advance than people think. I mean, this year's conference theme is already out. Uh, not already out, but it's already been, we finalized it in December last year. So it's find your voice. Correct, correct. No, but uh, if you can just share some more insights about, uh, you mentioned about research, right? So uh, how does that happen, uh, if you can, uh, Teras? And also, uh, is it, so the first the theme is decided and then you reach out to the artist or uh, you have identified few set of artists and then see a pattern and then decide this year's theme since we have these 20 artists, 20 uh, uh, creative people, uh, let's keep the theme this way. So any any insights there which you can share? First, you have to finalize the theme and then look out for the artist. Otherwise, you are just trying to force fit a theme basis your speaker choice. But I think it's, and that's not curation. That is like, uh, I mean, that's just a lazy man's way of doing a conference. Uh, <laughs> I think what you need to do is first find a relevant theme that will help inspire the audience. And once you do that, uh, then you say, okay, this is the theme. What are the speakers that I have to get who will fit into the theme? And I'm not saying all 25 speakers will fit into the theme. There are speakers you will get who who could be just a very a legend like David Carson. Now, David Carson cannot fit into any theme at all. But that does not mean that you don't call him. You still call him. Uh, so it's a mix. It's 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 a mix. But first, you have to have a theme. If you're going with themes, you must first draft your theme. Then you must get speakers that fit the theme, and then you go from there. Mm -hmm. No, but any any uh, any guiding principles to define a theme? You mentioned okay, about yeah, market research and uh, trends, but any any other uh, uh, access? I think everybody uses this word research a little too blatantly. Research in my language is just re and search, right? That, that's all. I think what hmm. people forget is the best way to get to know something or to do something is talk to people, have conversations. And that's what we do. We meet people, we meet our audience, which are the designers in India. We keep talking to them. We keep asking them, hey, what work are you doing? What challenges are you facing? And from everything that comes through from our conversation, we try and see, okay, how can we help them this year? And then we talk to 10, 20 people globally, locally. Everyone gives ideas. And then one thing hits everybody and says, hey, this is great for this year. Mm-hmm.
cool cool that's great um so uh, going a bit deeper into the same question so if you can also share what's the overall process of uh, curating the speakers and this is also my personal inquiry uh, because uh, because these days you have like like really random metrics uh, number of instagram followers and that sort of thing which is very disorienting for any person to have a conversation you you uh, you become prejudiced you have lot of judgment and opinions formed just based on on social media and there's some really great work out there which may or may not be put up online because they are just busy working so if you can also highlight or share like what's the overall process of uh, curating speakers i think it's a lot of hard work that's all it's not easy but it's not very difficult and it's just a little bit of uh, it's a lot of hard work it's a little bit of uh, how do i put it little bit of uh, thought into what you want the audience first and foremost you have to understand that you have to curate speakers that the audience will love and i'm not saying that the audience will love all 100% but they must love at least 70% of the speakers so always look at anything that you do at a conference from the eyes of the audience not from the eyes of the organizers that's the first thing second if you take mm-hmm. let me take you through the process of uh, this thing we have two people who work on this curation research throughout the year for all our conferences so first we decide on a theme right now a theme mm-hmm. that is very central to current times a theme that helps motivate inspire and educate the audience please remember it's not just about motivating or inspire inspiring it's also about educating then you mm-hmm. make a list of work a list of people across the world whose work or they themselves uh think with the theme uh and this could be random right somebody's work or thought process or lecture could sync in 100% with the theme that you have given because they themselves have spoken about it or it could be 10% it does not matter you look at all that list and you make it then you break it into discipline you must have a graphic designer you must have a illustrator you must have a animator you must have a product designer you must try and get one architect one interior designer or stuff like that so you break them up into discipline then you break them up into geographies then you break them up into genders then you break them up into age bracket because you only can't have people above 60 or 50 or 40 you have people at the age, i mean the youngest speaker we have ever had is a 17 year old who got a standing ovation so it so you break them up into age brackets because having younger ones who have done awesome work is also very inspiring and heartening for the audience then you make a chart and then see whether how you have a well rounded speaker which has diversity in gender diversity in nature diversity in discipline uh, still fits into your theme you must have a first list and a second list and a third list so if one speaker in the first list refuses to come or is not free during that time you immediately go to the second one that's all it's quite easy wow. when i talk about it yeah yeah it totally no it totally clearly looks like a very very like um extensive exercise yeah um so i i attended my uh first design yatra i'm i'm really unfortunate that i missed a lot of them but yeah never too late so i attended last year and it was really inspiring and wonderful so uh 
however the like uh, what i uh, which we had a brief discussion also like 70% of the speakers at least last year were like non indian so uh, is there any thought behind that uh, looking at like international body of work and then how do you make it much more relatable or less relatable uh, or even more utopian for the indian uh, circumstances right so what's uh what's going on when you wish to showcase this kind of work because there is some sort of as you said like even the audience has to feel the connect so there are few things which are really utopian which are done in a very different environment for a different geography for a different uh climatic conditions uh so how does that translate and how do people respond to that uh, in the indian context actually i think design i think is one of those disciplines which has no boundaries right and much mm-hmm. like you said ki there are work that are doing being done for different cultures or different geographies india also has its own culture and has its own uh, diversity in fact uh, you can't have a more better environment for being a designer than india i mean we grow up with colors we grow up with chaos we are solving problems on the go while we are on the train trying to get into a train is also a uh, problem solving i mean everywhere that you see an indian is trying to solve something and design is what design is helping solve problems so i think you can't get a better environment than india uh, one of the things i think india did lose out early on is following the west and trying to be more international than embracing local cultures into the design which thankfully we have gotten out of work. most of us have gotten out of but having given you just an insight on the selection of speakers if i had 70% 80% indian speakers it would be like any other local conference design conference that happened why would somebody from bombay travel all the way to goa to listen to the same designers that has spoken in their city multiple times during the year and i think when you have a diverse set of speakers from across the globe from across gender from across discipline your mind opens up to various possibilities that happen and it's not about showcasing work or any particular kind of work it's about bold storytelling and behind the scenes insights on those so i think what we aim to do is every designer out there is trained every designer out there that comes to design yatra has his own set of principles his own set of knowledge his own set of focus that's 90% what they need is that extra 10% to make them better to make them the best that is there and to create award winning work or work that works and our aim is to help that 10% not that 90% that they already know wow yeah yeah and and uh, then But I, like i truly agree to like being in india and working in the design field is like uh, it's a most challenging thing and also we are also living with lot of constraints so that explores and that pushes the boundary of design but uh, again design being such a broad discipline like from interior to textile to illustrations to industrial products to lighting to uh, yeah it, it you can just expand the horizon depending on your definition of design so uh, while curating these people what sort of brief is given to the speakers uh, so that they tie into the theme and also address such a wide ranging audience as well uh, i mean do you step into 
any any guidelines as to you speak the, obviously time oh, and oh, and oh, uh, we are in constant touch with all the speakers during from the time that they agree to come on board till the time that they present uh they share the presentation with us we go through the presentation we talk to them it doesn't mean that we change the presentation but the brief to speakers is very simple uh it's not about showcasing your work if i had to just call you all the way to goa to showcase your work i could have gone to your website and done a screen show at goa it's not about showcasing the speaker has to be motivational has to be inspiring has to have be educative for the audience the audience must profit from that speaker being on stage so which means the speakers will share stories about their life their personal life their professional life uh, we always ask every speaker to speak about one work that did not work and why they thought it was the best work but it did not work for the client and what lessons they learned from that and uh, show work that is different they share behind the scene insights into that work they share how they did it with collaboration without collaboration and they they touch upon the theme and then they have to give a few advice to the audience from their experience some kind of do's and don'ts so i think the discipline does not matter that's too narrow thinking uh, a graphic designer can learn and can get inspired from the work of an interior designer sometimes a graphic designer and interior designer need to collaborate so i think the thinking should be very very broad based for a designer he must learn he or she must learn from everything around them uh, which could be nature which could be a designer from another discipline however their work focus should be expertise related but the thinking should be very very broad and that's what we aim to do at designer yeah yeah true 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 um i'll just change a track a bit and uh, dive into one question which you can briefly tell i'm not really uh, it is just mean like a hygiene question which i wanted to ask so can you share any big challenges to organize uh, this sort of an event because again uh, uh, i want to do like couple of interviews as to how do you measure design uh, and there are different parameters to it but in your case uh, are there any tangible like pro- projected outcomes which help you either in funding or uh which help you in in pitching these ideas to multiple sponsors or anything like that this is just a hygiene question i like i understand uh, uh yeah the 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 nitty gritties of it but if you can share anything i think after 14 15 years the uh, challenges are not that many having said that i think the challenges still remain the same as the one that we had before uh unlike global conferences where uh, a conference is profitable 90% of a conference cost comes from delegate fee globally i mean when i say 90% 90% of the projected revenue that an organizer is thinking of getting from a design conference comes from delegate fee in india it's the reverse uh, indian event industry has always worked on 80% sponsorship 20% ticketing as they say and that i think is a flawed uh, method uh, in the first 4 5 years we never even went behind a sponsor because we said this has to be self sustainable and hence we said how can we keep the cost minimal how can we make sure that we 
constantly look at ways to ensure that every delegate who comes there can afford it. So there's a different fee for a student. There's a different fee for a professional. There's a different fee for a young blood. Uh, last year, we also went zone-wise saying, hey, let us help you make it more affordable. So you made it zone-wise. And we try and see if we can get to a stage where the event is self-sustainable. As a non-profit, Design Yatra is still one of our non-profit uh, events. So we have to make sure. Unfortunately, sponsors are not that easy to get. Half the time, the sponsors want a speaker slot, and we don't allow that. If you go mm -hmm. back to our history and see, none of our sponsors have ever been speakers on stage. Uh, we are. Uh, we work with the sponsor to say, give us a business objective, we'll help you achieve it, but you cannot buy a speaker slot at any of the curious events. And that actually, <laughs> I'm sad to say, takes away 70% of your sponsors. Correct, uh, correct. It's sad, but it happens. <laughs> and uh, most conference organizers give in. But when they give in, they are also losing uh, audience because most sponsored speakers are not great for the audience. And then the audience gets up and goes away. Then the sponsor does not come back next year because he did not get his ROI. And it, it's just a cycle. And I don't think that's the right way to do. I think you must try and get to a conference. The most challenging thing is to make it sustainable on ticketing. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. That has been the challenge for India across, in fact, globally as well. But uh, yeah, I have like globally has not been a globally. I don't think that has been a challenge. Either a conference does well or a conference does not do well. If it does well, uh -huh. it does well because of the content and lineup. And if it does well, it makes profit on just ticketing. Correct, correct. No, when, what I meant by globally as a challenge is uh, because uh, we have these uh, Silicon Valley startups uh, and not in the conference space, but generally in the startup world, uh, most of the companies which have uh, uh, sustained is because of like a good business model around it and not just uh, riding on investors' money or sponsors' money. So that was the context. Is It's, 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 it's across the world, right? Uh, do you agree or... Uh, yeah, more or less. I think yeah, it's also yeah. a lot of uh, media companies have started doing conference because doing a conference or doing an award is one way of, for them to make money. And I think that is one of the drawbacks also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Um, so Rajesh, I have like last four questions which are mainly focused towards uh, the behind the scene because this was mainly to understand like a larger uh, and a brief construct of uh, design yatra. But uh, the last four ones are mainly to to see what is going behind uh, the scene. And uh, so one of the things which I found is that you don't have concurrent talks going on, which is a very common thing at least i have seen in the current time in a lot of conferences or festivals and this seems to be a very conscious call so can you share your thought behind it i think number one uh, a lot of times concurrent talks are done just to please a sponsor again as i said you must never look at things from the eyes of the sponsor you have to look at 
everything that you do in a conference on the eyes of the audience that is paying money to be there that's one part mm. that's got no relevance to your question but then they're saying second second if you're asking people to i mean if you look at melt another conference that we do it actually has eight parallel sessions happening at the same time throughout the day so it's not that mm. uh, concurrent or parallel session conferences don't work or linear conferences don't work uh, but if i am getting 1400 people to travel all the way to goa and if i can ensure that 75% of all my speakers will be interesting to every audience that is there then linear conferences work better but if i have a very diverse audience suppose i had 300 interior designers 300 architects 300 graphic designers or visual communication designers and 300 product designers or stuff like that then maybe it would have been much more difficult if your focus on the audience is narrow then linear conferences work better if you are i mean melt you have audiences i mean we have marketers we have creative people from advertising we have planners from advertising uh, we have digital guys we have tech guys now if i were to look at measurement as a topic at melt only 50 people may be interested in a very serious serious discussion on measurement so in an audience of 1200 i cannot have a linear conference at melt on and have a speaker talking on measurement 1150 people will walk away so i think there are you you have to weigh what works from the perspective of the audience and if i have as i said 1300 1400 people traveling all the way to goa and if i can help ensure that 75% of the speaker will be interesting to every single person there then i think a linear conference works better mm-hmm. fair enough fair enough. and and um, yeah and since i, I uh, came to this last year uh, i was personally in awe with uh, when you spoke about how design yatra is handling the carbon footprint also uh, because uh, with with changing times a lot of people are conscious about how to use plastic now with the corona thing uh, like so many people gathering in one place uh, is going to be a challenge uh, for coming few years as well so there are these different uh, challenges which are coming up uh, and i want to ask you especially about the carbon footprint where so many people are coming and then you shared uh, your uh i i know you don't like to speak more about it but it's it's a really worth listening for the audience that how are you handling this uh, overall carbon footprint and you shared a nice video of it as well so if you can tell that to our listeners well i think it's about giving back to you know like design yatra was started to in some ways partly i'm not saying 100% but in some partly to give back to the society of Uh, consumers that we had which were the design community they were our largest influencer of paper and i had to do something for them at the same time it also had some a marketing objective for us so bringing the two together was very good for us and that's how design yatra came along similarly i think everybody needs to be conscious about giving back to mother earth or giving back to this planet that we live on and hence carbon footprint is one way one small way of making sure that we can give back in some way i think we started this exercise almost 6 years back you know 
2012-13, when nobody was even thinking about it. And I spoke to a lot of people, and I said, okay, I cannot make it 100% because people have to travel to Goa, right? So that's carbon footprint. We have international speakers who are flying in. That's carbon footprint. There are people staying there for three days. There is the event production. There is the LED screen. All of them have carbon footprint. And I can't say, okay, I'm going to go into a jungle and do this conference. It's not going to work. So I said, what can I do to offset this? And then the lazy man's way of doing this is, hey, there's this forest in, um, I don't know, Brazil <coughs> that can sell you carbon credits. So you buy carbon credits and you say, hey, we are carbon neutral. And that's like a very lazy man uh, way of being under carbon positive or carbon neutral. And I said, no, how can I do this myself? So, and you may not believe this, we bought 110 acres in Chikmanglo. Mm -hmm. And we said, let's grow trees. Now, I can't grow trees all over the world, but if I, if I can help the offset the carbon emission from all our conferences, not just design yatra, and I can grow that many trees to offset it in some part of the world, that also works. And that's what we went ahead and did. And we plant roughly about 10,000 trees every year. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> that's one part. And the second part, we try and ensure that we have as less carbon footprint as possible. For example, I'm just saying, we worked with Grand Hayat. Uh, we had a we hired a uh, guy who was uh, who is a specialist in let's say carbon footprint etc. Green, and he worked with Grand Hayat. So all the food waste and all the other waste from uh, Design Yatra is actually used as menu for the trees that are at Grand Hayat. All the plastic bottles that we use for water is collected and sent. We have a shredding machine in Goa, uh, which we take during the event time. It is shredded there into granules and sent to a place in Pune, which then reuses that plastic. So single-use plastic, we've completely stopped. Even the flex that we use is sent to somebody in Andabad who converts them into uh, I don't know, raincoats or tote bags or something like that. So every mm -hmm. waste is also recycled. So it's not just key, okay, you've grown 10,000 trees this year, great, Rajesh, done, carbon footprint, katamogia. It's also about ensuring whatever happens at the event is taken care of. Yeah, true, true. Very, very inspiring. And we also we, uh, we we don't go we don't go the normal way people go. Like you know, I've seen conferences. We say we are hundred percent plastic free, and they keep glass bottles for people to drink water. But hmm. the flex that they've used outside is still plastic. So they are just removing what is uh, being seen, and not removing what is not being seen. Right. At Design Yatra also, mm. I have a dispenser and paper cups, and I have plastic bottles of water. You use either one of them. Uh, if you're complaining about plastic, please use that water cup, uh, the paper cup and dispenser. But at a conference which has 1,300 people, if I use a glass bottle and somebody breaks it, that's far more danger than using plastic bottle, which I can recycle. 
second if i give everybody a glass bottle or a aluminium bottle to keep water then in one hand you have a plate and in one hand you have a bottle what how do you eat food so i think it's important to see how can your experience still be great and how can you still make that conference as green as possible absolutely absolutely it takes like yeah i mean yeah it's just brilliant um so uh, have you got any plans uh, of making like design yatra i understand the the warmth and the vibe which happens when everything happens in person but uh, are there any plans because there's so so much great content which is uh, which is shared during the uh, festival just in the form of when speakers are saying so ayas pasrai's uh, like brilliant talk uh, which which i still remember and i recently saw that most of them are online as well but really less views uh, and i wish that a lot people who can't come physically there can consume that so are there any plans to uh, improve or um, improve the visibility of this online yeah. as well or or it's still, you been. still want the the physical no i want the physical because you cannot take away see the things you can't do online i mean you i i cannot have people networking online i can't have people making new friends online the way you can make it happen there i think when you have conversation over a drink when you have conversation sitting in the lawn a lot of things happen that does not happen online so a physical conference is still a must but yes we have plans we are working on taking all our content online making it accessible uh, at the same time we don't want to do it uh in such a way that the audience that comes there feels hey why should i go all the way to goa when i can get it online so uh but we are working on how can we make it available later on or how can we have a simulcast simulcast is currently not possible because the technology does not allow you to do that hmm mm-hmm. but we are working on that i think it these are content that must be made accessible because they are not speakers i'm going i don't repeat a speaker for almost 5 to 7 years so wow we can make that content accessible also sure sure cool so before we conclude uh, i mean i understand as like this interview just a just a form of archiving something it's not like going to comprehensively cover like last 15 years of work but uh just like a small quick question what what's the thought behind goa i mean you tried bombay uh, and couple of other places as well jaipur and finally last 6 7 years it has been goa right or maybe more than that um well, yeah the, any any the, any story years, including this year 12 years has been goa only 3 years have been experiment wow. okay so 12 years goa so any any story behind goa uh, is it like the overall vibe or uh, there's is it, some I other think, i think when you have a conference the hmm. venue must be such that uh, people have things to do so the the logical choice when we started out let me go back 14 years 15 years was hey let's do it in goa it's a great place people love to come to goa if i do a conference in goa it will be an added uh, incentive for people to come and <clears throat> but at the same time the venue must not be such 
for example where a person finds so much more to do outside of the venue than at the venue right mm. which means you will lose audience or if you have activities that can i mean if you have go to las vegas you'll have people playing in the casino till 4 in the morning or 7 in the morning and they're just like you know going to get up and come to your conference <laughs> at 10 o'clock mm. in the morning right so the, the you you have to balance this out but goa is a city that that that's in naturally informal uh that naturally mm. has stuff happening where people can go out go to the beach have a wine have some shack food but still be home or in the hotel rooms by latest 2 o'clock and be ready by 10 10:30 i think goa in the initial years worked very well for us then we said ki is traveling a pain is the cost of flight a pain can we move it to a city but then if you move it to a city you still have travel and expense for the people who are not in that city but we said mm-hmm. let's try it because that was a two years in bombay where we were trying to see if we can broad based this conference and include other things so when we started in bombay we had one day for architect interior product one day for corporates two days for a regular designers audience but unfortunately mm-hmm. it did not work because then we did get the same 1200 people so the audience was not the problem but 6 o'clock people in bombay went back to their offices so 500 people left the venue people went to see their nana nanis and chacha chachis and what not in haitia traveled from other parts of the city so another 400 people went then some people were staying far away and then they had to leave immediately the conference any conference is great if after the talk session the 1200 people gather there and talk you know you remember that word i said positive energy the positive energy happens when the audience mingles and when they talk to each other and when they have that that wasn't happening in bombay so when that wasn't happening in bombay we decided to move back to goa and then we did experiment one year with jaipur because jaipur as a city has also got character not from a designer perspective it's got history it's got culture it's got character and we thought maybe that's a, another place we could try but the only venue available which can accommodate 1200 people is 40 km outside jaipur so obviously that also did not uh, gel well because if you had it in the city maybe it would have worked but you had no okay. venue in the city which could accommodate that much that many audience so back to goa and then you have you know you have paucity of uh, venues in india i don't have there may be eight place six places in india which can accommodate 1200 audience which is one in goa two in bombay and now maybe three or four in bombay with the dome and the geo coming up one in okay. jaipur uh one or two in delhi uh, one in cochin now this paucity of good halls that can accommodate 1200 people or 1300 people or 1400 people so you are limited by choice there and then within that you have to see if people are traveling from all over the country which is the most accessible place i can't tell somebody in chennai hey i'm doing it in jaipur 
I know you have to change flights, but do change flights and come. He won't come. It's too much of a headache. Goa, unfortunately, works for everybody. It's got trains, it's got buses. It's more or less central from everywhere except uh, Delhi. Uh, but it still works. Correct, correct. Yeah, and absolutely. Can, and even people from Delhi or otherwise say, hey, it's Goa. Let's go for two days to this conference or three days conference. And extend it by two more days, have a holiday, and come back. So I think Goa adds that charm of extra two days holiday in Goa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also great that you time it. It starts uh, a day, uh, uh, like the day starts at 5 o'clock in the evening. So uh, and I, I believe year. that happened. Yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. No, last year was the first well, year we think- started. Again, yes, I yes, as, yes. As, as we go back and see how can we make it uh, cost effective for everyone. If I start at nine o'clock because there are no morning flights and everybody can't travel at six o'clock flight, half the audience mm-hmm. came one day earlier, which meant one day more work day gone, one day more hotel cost. So we decided yeah, to change yeah. that. Yeah. It's a it's a very like subtle but very very critical decision point, uh, and that that is reflecting through the overall um, uh, conference as well. So I think uh, on that note, uh, we can conclude this. Uh, it was like really good you sharing so many details. I got to learn like more uh, about design yatra in general. Any any concluding thoughts uh, with respect to future plans? Because as we say in the the uh, product space that you have got a product market fit. Now you have to just scale. Uh, so any any parallel you want to see in the design conference world that what are the future plans with Design Yatra uh, and what can we expect this year? Uh, well, this year is still a... Uh, I don't know what's going to happen this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I do not know where... Uh, and how fast will we get out of this coronavirus thing? But next year will okay. definitely happen because at the max, you will have a vaccine in another eight months, nine months, or 12 months. So next year is a given. This year is still, mm-hmm. uh, it's out there. We do not know whether it will happen or not happen. I have the place booked. I have the dates finalized. I have quite a few speakers confirmed, but we are on hold at the moment. Uh, sure, sure. What we are also trying to see is that Design Yatra has, is about 80% visual communication focused and 20% diverse. Uh, we are making it 70% visual communication and 30% diverse. But mm-hmm. we've had multiple requests from many countries uh, or audiences or speakers from those countries saying this is one of the best curated, well done conferences in the world. And why don't you do it elsewhere? Uh, we did toy with this idea way back in 2008 when we did a design yatra in Malaysia. Hmm. Uh, and that was also full, thankfully. But we never, we, we lost money and we didn't have the, and we said, no, let's focus here. Because here we had two objectives. Uh, one is evolving. I mean, if I go to London and do a design conference, I'm doing it for money. I'm not doing it for design. In India, I do it for even if I lose a bit of money, even if I make a little bit of money, even if I'm sustainable, I'm very happy because I'm doing it for my friends in India. But if I go abroad, I definitely do it if I'm making money. 
and I'm definitely not doing it if I'm losing money. Even if it is sustainable, I would say, okay, that's not bad, let's do it, but not if I'm losing money. But there is this objective of ours that we would like to have three or four design yatras in a year in different parts of the world. So at the moment, we are mapping that out. The second is we are thinking that we must have a national, I mean, we must have a design conference that embraces all disciplines and has an audience from every discipline, which goes back to your question about concurrent or parallel sessions. So we are thinking of another design conference to be held in a city with multiple halls, and multiple discipline speakers and audience coming from different discipline and audience going to halls that they like the best. So that we hope to kick off next year in February. Wow, wow. Really looking forward for that. <laughs> we may end up having uh, two, two design conferences in India. One which is having uh, parallel sessions across all disciplines of design and one which remains pure designers are focused. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, so all the best for um, Design Yatra. And uh, I hope this episode will be live around uh, the end of May. So um, uh, like if there are any update depending on the coronavirus situation, I would like to just update all the listeners along with that link. Uh, we can and, again, uh, we can again, I'm, I'm sure we can again come back and do that update sometime 15 days before if there is an update sure sure yeah definitely cool and uh, if you want to follow Rajesh uh, uh, on Twitter uh, it's at the rate Rajesh Kejriwal and obviously designyatra.com I know like it's not required from my side because uh, in the design community in the in the other communities uh, it's it's been there for last 15 years so definitely people know about it and uh, on that note I think we'll end this uh, it was really really fun talking to you and uh, thanks a as lot a, for giving your time either as a sign off I'm also adding one point here designyatra.com uh-huh. was our event website we've converted it into a design news portal uh, so we have content that we aggregate from across the world, across different design portals that exist like Design, Co-Design, or any other design website. And we take the best news of that day and put it up on designyatra.com with a link back to the original website. So we are an aggregator of design uh, content from across the world. So designyatra.com is that thing. We also have original content there. We also have a section where designers in India can showcase their work to all the audience in India. So go look up designyatra.com also. Yeah, yeah. I've been recently following it. I'm saying for your audience there, I'm telling them, go look up designyatra.com. It's going to talk to you throughout the year rather than three days in a year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, Rajesh, uh, thanks a lot. Uh, I, I, I really appreciate your time which you've given for this. So thanks a lot. At the moment, we all have lots of time together. And that's it from today's Gyan Session. Catch us on iTunes, Savan, Stitcher or any podcasting app you use. Do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Stay tuned for more Gyan on audiogyan.com. Till then, bye.